wondering how to get started because usually it's like, um, all right, we're here with our October episode of Getting Split Ready. And great panel today. With us today is David Lewis, owner, mediator, certified divorce financial analyst and collaborative financial neutral owner of Lewis Mediation Services, LLC. And um, a member of the Modest Means Committee, right? Is it the committee? What is it called? Modest Means Group Committee? Yeah, I'm the chair of the Collaborative Divorce Illinois Modest Means Program Committee. Right, and we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later. And also with us is Jessica Bonquist, owner of Greenwich Law Group, also a partner over there, past president of CLII. And what I love is not only a family law attorney, but you're also, you also do estate stuff as well, right? Yep. You know, with the specter of a second wave and, and you know, whether people say it's still the first wave or second wave, everything I'm reading now says, we're likely not gonna be seeing necessarily the lockdowns like we did in the past, but some degree. Um, we're probably headed for rough times ahead, you know, socio-politically, everything is gonna be crazy, but relationships don't stop and therefore divorce doesn't stop. Um, so I want to kind of have a conversation, lead off with you about preparing for, if you're thinking about getting divorced in the next six to eight months, what the heck do you do? You know, you're, you're, you're really looking at some rough times ahead. So, you know, I, I, I have a full list in front of me that I want to go over, but I, I was actually thinking the first thing I think is really important to address, and, and, and this needs to be something you address with yourself, this is not a group decision, is are you ready to actually get divorced? And if you're ready to get divorced, are you ready to get divorced with an even greater degree of uncertainty than you would have normally, right? So I, I often tell people, one of the few decisions you get to make when you're getting divorced is who you have work with you, right? Whether it's your therapist, your attorney, your minister or priest or rabbi, your, um, your mediator, whomever it is, your financial advisor, whoever it is, you, you get to choose who you work with. And that may be the only decision you get to make um, because so much of it's out of your hands. So I think the first thing you need to do is be prepared to have very little control over anything, right? Whether or not you continue living with your spouse, whether or not you actually get in front of a mediator, you get in front of a judge, whether or not um, your, your children are at home, you're living with your spouse, you're not living with your spouse, whether or not you're able to keep your job or your spouse is able to keep your job. I mean, we have so much uncertainty right now and then you add on the uncertainty of divorce. Um, one of the, the first things right now, especially when people are coming to visit me is I'm asking like, do, do you need to do this right now? Like, are you ready to do this right now? Because it's a difficult process to begin with and you've added, especially if there's kids, you've added a kid layer on that no one has had to deal with before. Maybe since like 1800s, I guess when your children were around maybe. But, um, you know, we, we haven't dealt with this kind of level of, of ch involvement with our children and their education for a very, for hundreds of years. And we haven't dealt with, um, for many people, the sort of financial uncertainty that's out there. Um, and, and the financial uncertainty is not evenly distributed um, amongst socioeconomic brackets. And, you know, that's something to really think about depending on where you fall. Um, so before I think you even get put to the point where you're preparing for what do I do in a divorce situation, 
you know, do you need to be there right now? And there are definitely situations where you do, you know, if there's abuse, get out, right? I mean, there are situations where, you know, your mental health, your physical health, um, your financial health, it, it, you may need to get out. But to me, that's the first question I want people to ask themselves right now, because it's just an additional layer of problem. Um, and then if you decide, you know, you actually do, do want to be divorced or you started just before this process. I mean, if you filed in January or February, you may have been, your case may have been in front of a judge one time. Um, you know, if you had done mediation, you may have mediated agreements um, that you did via Zoom and you may have never met your mediator in person. It, it's just, it's just a little weird. It's a new world, um, definitely. It, it's, and it, you know, and so much of what we do as, as clients, right, is, is we go on our gut. Like, I like this person. I like how they made me feel. I like how they looked at me. I, I liked their office. You know, I too have that book. Um, that painting was nice, right? Like th these are things that sway people and um, really c connect people to others. And if you don't have that, it it's just a bit more difficult. Um, but kind of from an overall stance, if, if you're thinking about getting divorced now, um, there are things you really need to start doing. Um, you really need to start collecting your records. Um, you, you really need to figure out issues around children. You really need to figure out issues about money and job security. And if someone's, you know, if, if we go into a quarantine situation again, uh, do you want to be quarantined with the person you're actively divorcing? Or do you want to be quarantined with someone, um, you know, you're going through mediation with? or collaborative with, or do you want to just bide your time and kind of wait? So D David, I want to ask you like what, from a financial perspective, if someone's getting divorced, obviously, you know, not everyone will qualify for a modest means type situation. Um, some people can't DIY. Um, with your financial background, what advice would you give listeners in terms of, um, of how to get ready financially? Well, before I do that, um, one of the things that Jessica was talking about that I think is, is really important is this whole idea of, of uncertainty and how do you bridge the uncertainty um, going forward. And one of the things that I've noticed um, with, with, with my clients is sometimes it's not a question of what are we going to do about ending our marriage? It's more about what are we going to do for now while we're figuring out what to do about our marriage? And so sometimes there's, there's a need for interim planning. And even if you have decided that you are going to go forward with a divorce, whatever process you're in, there's a lot to think about in terms of the time being and creating as little stress as possible during a time when there is absolutely going to be stress and having an interim plan is important. And a lot of that financially comes down to thinking about how are bills gonna get paid going forward? Are we going to be living in the same household? Are we gonna change up the rules by which we pay our bills? And as we're thinking ahead to living in separate households, I can't, I can't say too much about the need to put budgets together and to be able to vision ahead and say, what would it look like for me to be living on my own? Where would I be living? What would it be costing? Um, looking at the children, 
what are the expenses of our children that we're going to have to face up to because we're going to have to have a conversation about how to meet those needs. And so when we're thinking about the end of a marriage, what we're really thinking about is a transition. And along with that transition, we're going to a new place and we've got to figure out what that looks like. And we've got to have a good understanding of what the gap might be between what the resources are coming in from our employment and what the needs are going to be because that's going to help inform a conversation between two spouses in terms of how to create two sustainable households going forward, where there might be one household right now that's, that's struggling. Doug, can I go off some of that, 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 Doug, that David said? So I think something that's also really, really vital for individuals to think about are, is the fact that there's generally one person who's the spender in a home and one person who's not the spender. And, and I don't mean goes crazy, right? It's just one person tends to be the person to, um, you know, buy the groceries, pay the kids' bills, pay the, you know, pay the insurance. One person tends to be sort of the person in charge of finances. <clears throat> so whenever someone's getting divorced, educating the other person on what expenses actually are can be difficult in the best of times. And now we have, you know, job insecurity. Uh, children are, many children, most children are at home learning. Um, does that mean, are you hiring tutors? Are you sending them out to like local programs that will keep them during the day for e-learning? Has someone had to take a sabbatical or quit their job? Or are they able to work not as well? So less income will be coming in, right? So say you're in sales and you're having to spend part of the day teaching your children or at least kind of hovering over them to make sure they are learning uh, that affects your income coming in and you know you might have to have a nanny you might these are all things that are on top of the expenses that were already there where there might already be an information deficit for one person so this brings my question do you think and we don't have a mental health professional so that kind of part we can't really talk about but do you think in certain situations that this should, I'm not gonna say accelerate, but like I look at it from my standpoint, right? I'm a house guy, right? I'm a housing guy. Uh, I do mortgages and I look and say, we're probably gonna be in, we're probably gonna have a worse housing market as time goes on, right? People are gonna be coming out of forbearance. There's gonna be more job loss potentially. There's gonna be issues. Do you think looking logically at some of this stuff uh, I like it. We got a fifth guest there. I like that. Um, I was that's just going to say. That's, that's Sir Winston. He's, he's I like Sir Winston. I like that. I had a Sergeant Nubbins who's buried in the backyard. But um, so <laughs> we, um, yeah, whoever <laughs> up the backyard of my house is going to be like, is this pet cemetery? Because we've started burying them in the backyard. Um, that along with all the gold bars? Yes, the gold <laughs> bars. Um, but we, we adopt dogs. So a lot of times they have a very short time with us. But do you think that this should accelerate people's thinking, right? If you're looking at things non-emotionally and there is a high likelihood of divorce, should they be looking and saying, the chance of dispositioning a house right now is better. Housing market's great, probably sell it at the high point. Stock market's doing pretty good. Um, there's more assets to, to pay off debt where if there's a market crash in the future, you're gonna be in a worse situation. Should anyone be thinking and saying, wow, rough times are ahead. It's actually the right time to make the decision 
if you have that person as one of the spouses, you probably have the exact opposite person as mm-hmm. the other spouse. Um, because, you know, it, I have yet to meet the person who divorces in an emotional vacuum. You know, and, and that's, that's what you're talking about. And, you know, even something as simple, and I know you deal, guys deal with this all the time, right? Even if something as simple as the house, which may have equity in it, and it may be the only thing with equity that this family owns, you know, bet your bottom dollar that there's a really good chance that someone's like, but this is my children's house. This is where we raised them. This is where we brought them home. I want to keep it. And you may know as a professional, there is no way come hell or high water, they are going to be able to afford to keep that house. You can't force that decision on somebody until they're ready to get there. No, right. But I guess my question is more, and we haven't done a show on this, and we really should, Mariah, in terms of how to approach a spouse when, if you're the spouse considering divorce, how to approach a spouse, right? So the question becomes with turmoil ahead, and again, I think it depends on the couple, right? Like you talked about danger and safety and all that. But, you know, if we, we, we did a show last month and there was really interesting discussion about divorce and the end of a relationship just being the end of something, right? Not necessarily being a nuclear explosion. It's just the end of something. If it's more that type of situation, could the potential be there to say, wow, rough times are ahead. It's really the right time to have that discussion because maybe it saves a marriage. But I think a lot of times people have that reticence to have that discussion because it's divorce, right? It's the big boogeyman of divorce, as opposed to saying, well, you know what? Things aren't good. Let's have that discussion. Now we're probably going to be locked down again, more than we were. If the kids were going to school before, there's probably going to be some kids going to come home with some COVID and they're going to lock down for part like all these things are going to happen. Is it right to have that discussion now to at least get it on the table? Well, that's discernment therapy. Yeah. Right? You're like very pragmatic, true. Doug. What's that? Yeah. You're very pragmatic and you tend to think that way. And there are people who think along those lines too. But I think to Jessica's point, the spouse is often very different, right? There's a reason why those two people are together. Um, and I think having that conversation, I mean, we know having that conversation is tough because once you let that cat out of the bag, it's not going back in. Well, um, and, the other, and the other thing is that one spouse is always ahead of the other. Um, one spouse is, is, is always out of the marriage before the other spouse. I, I won't say always, but most of the time. And, and so the ability to process um, is they're at different levels. The person who's out has thought about it. The person who has not thought about it, who's still in, um, really has to catch up with that as a matter of, of, of getting with the program and understanding that things are gonna happen they may be extremely resistant. They may not want to be cooperative, and that invites a whole host of other considerations. No, that's that's that makes sense. And and we're actually going to move on because um, well, Mariah hit me with a. We, we're going to have three segments. For, I think we're going to have a fourth segment. Um, and we start early, so we're not going to hold you guys later than you planned for the show. <laughs> um, but before I move on, Jessica, if people want to get hold of you. Uh, and talk a little bit more about stuff like this. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, my email, jlmalmquist, M-A-L-M-Q-U-I-S-T at greenwichlawgroup.com. That's Greenwich, like as in Greenwich Mean Time, G-R-E-E-N-W-I-C-H, Law Group. 
Uh, we have two offices, so you can call either the downtown office, which is 312-558-9700, or we have a Barrington office, which is in the Northwest suburbs, also Lake County, 847-382-3995. What's interesting is it makes me think about what we've been talking about, right? Like DIY is great. Um, Semi-DIY is better than DIY, but going to the right professionals is the right way to go because it seems like a mistake here and a mistake in a lot of things we talked about today could probably, you know, cost you more than it would to, to just do it the right way in the first place. And because there are no mulligans on a lot of this, it could be a real problem. So, you know, I want to really thank our, uh, our panel today. Uh, you know, as a reminder, we had uh, David Lewis from Loose Mediation Services, mediator, certified divorce financial analyst, collaborative divorce financial neutral, and uh, expert in the Modest Means program with divorce, wait, Collaborative Divorce Illinois. You guys changed it on me, so I'll <laughs> get up with that. And Jessica Malmquist, owner and partner at Greenwich Law Group and uh, friend of the show. You've been on a couple of times, so thanks for helping us out and being on the show. Um, you know, I really like to always end the show by saying, if you like what we do, subscribe, share it, get this information out to people. Um, Split Ready is not about being pro-divorce. It's about being pro-divorce the right way, getting the right information and having the right outcomes. So um, if you have any questions, you can go to www.splitready.com. We have a really, really good assessment to get an idea of how ready you are for divorce. And I think that really touches nicely on what we talked about right now, where if you're going into COVID, you know, if we're looking at the second wave and you want to get an idea about how ready you are, go check out the assessment. Uh, and again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our Facebook page. Uh, what do we have? We have a, a LinkedIn page. We got all the social media. So go like and follow all our social media. And uh, you want to take us out, Mariah? I will. If you or someone you know is thinking about divorce, 